Hey, thanks for listening to Sprawlcast. My name is Jeremy Klossus. I'm the editor of The Sprawl. And if you have listened to Sprawlcast before, you're probably wondering, where's the Sprawlcast theme song? Hmm, good question. Well, it will come back, but I'm kind of experimenting with a different format. The Sprawlcasts that I usually do tend to be very time-intensive. Lots of research, lots of editing, lots of weaving together different city council meetings and interviews and... All of that is good and important, and I'm going to keep doing it. But I also think there's a place for something that's a little lighter and more conversational. There are a lot of interesting things happening around the city and a lot of interesting conversations, I think, to be had that don't necessarily need to be a big, intense podcast. One of those things is the annual Calgary Women's March, which happens this Saturday, January 18th. I spoke with a couple of the Women's March organizers, Schiffer Gadamsetti and Adora Nofor, at the Central Library. Now, Shifra is a self-described civic Jill of all trades. She's on the board of Ask Her YYC, which aims to get more women on Calgary's City Council. She also works in the office of Councillor Giancarlo Carra. And Adora Nofor is a Calgary comedian, activist, public speaker, and she is the Women's March Parade Marshal. So I am leading the Women's March for year number four. Uh, That's going to be happening. We start by Bankers Hall at 11 o'clock, and then we march to City Hall. There will be some speakers there. We are going regardless of weather. So somebody please send me some cute winter wear. And when we get to City Hall at noon... We disperse. Um, And then people who are looking to do a little more connection, there is an event called Calgary Women Taking Strides. And Shifra, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's the first year that this is happening. Yes, yeah. Calgary Women Taking Strides is going to be happening at the Calgary Central Library, one of, I think, all of our favorite places in this city. And it's a full afternoon of programming, essentially you know, like Adora had said, to expand on the notion of the Women's March. People are coming together um, and they want to sort of engage with each other, but we thought this would just provide them an opportunity to meet their interests, their activism, their community, um, you know, their their efforts at solidarity in a little bit more of a meaningful way. And we have um, a like a variety of cultural groups. You know, we have a Disability Caucus programming launching soon. We have performers, we have artists showcasing their work and speaking about sort of how their work is integrated with their beliefs and their activism and their community organizing. We have a resource fair um, of organizations around the city that are focused on gender equity and sort of addressing the issues that are barriers to achieving that. And really, it's about kind of highlighting and showcasing all of this amazing work that's already being done and giving people an opportunity to share that with each other. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen you share on social media uh, the the stuff that's happening with the various caucuses. You have caucuses that are uh, you have a Arab caucus, Indigenous, LGBTQ, Black. You have a few of these caucuses. Uh, Adora, can you talk a little bit about where that work came out of and how it's kind of emerged? Well, let's be honest; it's cold. 
So a lot of people don't come to the Women's March because it's cold and they don't want to be outside. So we wanted to take ourselves inside, warm up a little more, and also have it be a little more inclusive. So our march has been very short because not everybody can walk 10 miles. Um, and we wanted to be inclusive. So now we brought it to the library to try and take it up a notch. So we also have uh, ASL interpreters and sighted helpers. So for people who might have visual uh, issues, um, we have somebody who will help them go around. Uh, we also have um, a lot of spaces that we want people to feel like you don't necessarily have to fit in one box. So the fact that I'm black, I'm a woman, uh, and I'm in Calgary, sometimes people don't know that I have vision issues myself. And I, I there's so many things that I don't know about people. So uh, this year we have somebody speaking at the Disability Caucus about invisible disabilities. Mm. Um, truly, we just wanted to make our community wider and we wanted to give people more opportunity to connect and also find a way to move forward whether it's that they need help or they want to help someone absolutely um shifra when you look at the work that you're doing you you were telling me beforehand you've done a lot of uh intense planning work in a very short amount of time um but when you look around the world right now and you look around Alberta and, and this city and kind of the things that people are contending with uh, in terms of global affairs, in terms of provincial politics. Um, yeah, why do you think that this happening now, I guess, how do you see it intersecting with those things? Well, I think one of the more beautiful parts about this event is that each of these caucus you know, schedules and programming are really led by community leaders who are a part of that community or identify with that community. So it's it's not just one person, you know, sitting there being like, I think we should have X person come by and talk about X issue. It's really, um, you know, like Adora here is one of the lead organizers for the Black Caucus and has helped pull together so many people that she knows in the community that, you know, myself is I've labeled myself the corraller of cats, would not have had access to or thought of necessarily to bring to the table. And I think that when you, you know, when you're talking about the provincial context, the global context, there is a lot happening right now that feels awful. It might make people feel stressed, disenfranchised, you know, um, sort of just really desensitize them to the things that are happening because it's so overwhelming. And here we have an opportunity to sort of counter those narratives, right, but also provide an opportunity for you to learn more, to, you know, overcome some hesitation um, or like a lack of understanding or awareness um, and just really also showcase the diversity that exists in Calgary. So you're allowed to kind of let yourself explore what you want to, but also realize that all of these people, all of this programming exists in Calgary, right? It's not, we're not bringing in people from Ottawa or, you know, another country. Like these are community leaders, these are organizations, these are activists, these are artists who all are local. And I think that was kind of a, a, like a, a an underpinning for us that we really wanted to highlight to show you that yeah, it feels really awful when you're sitting on Twitter and you're reading the feed, but there is actually good stuff happening around. There are good connections to be made. Adora, do you uh, do you feel that too working on this? Uh, for sure, I feel like that. 
Uh, I think that it's important for us to know that you shouldn't, you don't have to do anything by yourself. Uh, there's a group of people who can help you. You can go and help other people. But <clears throat> to add to that, I feel like in our political atmosphere, very often, it's a lot of men speaking. And I feel like this is a way for women to join something where it could be politicized. It doesn't have to be. But the voices of women, I also want to say marginalized genders, non-binary people, trans women, very important because usually <laughs> they are not the center of many conversations. So for us to create a place where they get to be a little more safe and maybe push their boundaries to either learn grow or teach someone something, I, I think is really beautiful in the climate that we're in. Yeah, it was interesting. I was in Vancouver over the Christmas break. And one thing, like I've been to Van Vancouver many times, but one thing I really noticed this time was like, this is a different city. Like in terms of the openness, in terms of the inclusiveness, yes. I was kind of, I don't know if I'd say I was down on Calgary a bit, but I was like, this is, I don't know. I was just like, we got a ways to go. <laughs> Oh, Jeremy, thank you for passing it to me. I do feel so. I feel like in creating this new Taking Strides event, we've seen where there are some places that maybe the everyday person is going to miss. So um, we would like to have an ASL translator at every caucus in every space we are finding out that it's very difficult to do so every weekend in calgary if we only have a dozen asl translates when do they get a break and i'm saying that thousands of people are coming here this weekend uh, so one person is not necessarily enough for thousands usually we have two um we're finding out that that's not enough this year we I'm finding out that we don't have specifically a black woman or a black marginalized gender um, organizations uh, to really speak to some of the issues that um, are being faced in Calgary. And that's also somewhere where Calgary needs to do better. But what I do think we're doing well is that uh, Calgary's March has always been as inclusive as we could possibly be and we want to become more and more inclusive and we welcome the feedback. Adora welcomes the feedback. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything that Adora has said and I think even the name of the event, right, when we were brainstorming around what would we call it and how do we, you know, sort of represent the fact that it's we're ready to move forward and and stop talking about some of this stuff right and you'll hear that all the time when you're like looking at you know a diversity and inclusion work it's like oh we've made strides and it's like what what does that mean and so even just the act of verbiage is is sort of an indication that there are there are lots of people groups organizations that want to build their capacity and there are people looking to share their energy and we want this to be a space for them to absolutely connect and and to not like Adora had mentioned like not sort of sideline people in the conversations or only access them when we feel like oh we missed this tiny piece of the conversation like really this kind of representation should be around the table at all times and if you look at a lot of you know 
um, initiatives in the city that have sort of taken forward, like everything from urban food to like an anti-racism initiative to like gender equity, all of those things, like those things did not come because they were just part of the national or natural progression, right? It came because there were community organizations, civil society organizations, individuals even, who were like, this is important and you need to put it on the table. And they were unrelenting until someone paid attention. And so that is hopefully, you know, another outcome, another wave of, of something we can expect after as a result. And the Women's March grew out of Correct me if I'm wrong, but out of Donald Trump's election in the U.S., is that correct? The the following year was the first big one. Uh, I'm going to say it grew because um, Hillary Clinton did not get as much engagement as men, maybe people thought that she would. And it's, we believe, I believe, it's because she was a woman. So the day after uh, 45's inauguration, we marched. And I tried to ensure that when I spoke about it, I didn't make it about uh, Donald Trump. Mm. I wanted, because this is a conversation that we were having before and we're continuing to have after. So I think that that was just a good reason to rally a whole bunch of people together. But it's, it's really something that is necessary and we need it and this is why we have continued i'm going to be honest i did not know that we were going to be here in the library expanding our event four years later yeah i mean it it seemed to be very much of that time and moment but uh but obviously there's a need and obviously not just a need but uh a hunger and an energy for this yeah to be honest we were just gonna come inside. <laughs> we were just gonna be, but people wanted to march. People wanted to have that momentum and put that energy out into the world to say, hey, we have not changed. We have not moved to the place where women, marginalized genders, um, non-binary people, trans folk feel like they are experiencing their whole full lives. And that is important to everyone. Uh, I also feel like these initiatives help everyone. Nobody should be sidelined into some stereotype um, and not be able to grow and move past that. So this that's what Women's March is doing. We are not only going to be a, against Donald Trump. We are going to be so many other things and grow uh, to maybe the place that we never have to have that conversation again. Mm-hmm. Adora makes a good point, and one thing we should reiterate is that, again, it's not just for women. This conversation is not just for women. It is literally for everybody, right? The whole point of allyship, whether you know you are a person of color, a woman of color even, or um, a, someone who belongs to a gender or sexual minority community, or a man, bring yourself down because this is information that is absolutely relevant and pertinent to you, right? If there are groups in the city who hold power currently and are wanting to do something, there's an opportunity to leverage that to make it more equitable. And so we have made space for that. We have created opportunity for learning and awareness and exposure, and we're excited. It's going to be great. Yeah. Thousands of people. Thousands we're putting it out Thousands of people. They always say, like, year one was maybe 5,500 yeah. people. That whole Stephen Avenue Mall was packed. That's 10,000 people. I'm sorry. Just, I 
Didn't count every one of them. But I, I, I've never learned the journalistic skill of like counting crowds. I always wonder about that. I'm like, how does anybody know uh, how many people are here? Yeah. But yeah. I want to thank you for being here every year because every year you come and talk to us, you highlight us. Um, and this is allyship with. I, I don't know what your gender is, and I don't want to assume, and it's not necessary for this conversation. But uh, quite frankly, I'm happy to speak to anybody about it. I'm happy for anybody to come down. We're family friendly. Um, it might be a braver space for some people who feel like some of this information is new to them, and they have to think about how they've thought about things in the past. But we want to do it in a way that you feel like you've grown and you can really take that information in and make a difference in your community and help someone else make a difference in their communities. We really want this to be more than one day mm. every year. We want it to be that people are engaging uh, in their homes, in their communities, with organizations, and beyond. Take, take the Calgary <laughs> version of Women's March message across the world mm. that um, Calgary's diverse, we're inclusive, and we are accepting of those two dynamics in our everyday lives. Yeah, and my last question is is along those lines. What do you, what do you hope that people take uh, away, not just from the event, but even listening to this podcast, um, or or maybe they have a conversation afterwards with some, someone who is there. What do you hope that kind of spreads outward from this, Shifra? Well, I think number one goal is, like Adora said, a, a conversation, even if it's with yourself, right? Um, I, I realize that not everybody has the energy or the capacity to always be doing more in, in an external-facing way, right? Some of us have been doing a lot for a really long time, but there is always an opportunity to sort of learn, um, gain awareness, like even just sort of take a minute to consider, you know, some of the struggles that other people are facing that you might not have faced yourself. Um, so conversation primarily, but also, you know, the opportunity to actually engage with so many organizations um, and cultural communities is so that you have a place to reach out and connect. If you're curious, if you are wanting to put your energy somewhere, if you're wanting to do something as simple as donate or volunteer or, you know, take that a step further and be like, I've had this idea and I just didn't know who to help me bring it to fruition with. Um, and there are a ton of organizations at the resource fair who, you know, will be talking about their programs and their volunteers and that's great. But I also think about, you know, someone who might be new to the city, um, immigrants, uh, people who are moving from other places in Canada who might not have a cultural community to connect with. And we were just chatting about it earlier before we started recording, but when my family had first immigrated here, we just didn't know so many people. And it was really interesting to see the progression of where they did find community. But, you know, someone, people are looking for that. And especially like right now, it is minus 40. No one's outside. We're not, you know, we're not doing... We don't have necessarily the luxury of beautiful summer weather and walking down the street and exploring our, our, our little cultural enclaves necessarily. So it's just, it's really just about connecting people. Like at the end of the day, you know, education, solidarity, community. Absolutely. Well, thank you both for your time and insights and uh, good luck. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. 
Hey, thanks for listening to this Sprawlcast Slice. Please keep in mind, the Sprawl is crowdfunded by Calgarians. If you're not yet a Sprawl member, we'd love to have you on board. You can sign up at sprawlcalgary.com.